We shall fight with growing confidence and growing strength in the air. We shall fight on the beaches. We shall fight on the landing grounds. We shall fight in the fields and in the streets. We shall never surrender until in God's good time, the new world, with all its power and might, steps forth to the rescue and the liberation of people. In times of universal deceit, truth is the The United States Attorney General Merrick Garland responds to the raid of President Trump's residence in Florida by saying, nobody is above the law in this nation. Well, really, let's look into the track record of Merrick Garland and his party. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion. Good morning and welcome to The Rebellion. Thank you for listening to the show. Today's topic is this raid on the president's residence in Florida. As you know, you've heard it on the news, the FBI came in in mass while the president was golfing at one of his clubs in the north, I believe in New York City area, if I recall correctly. His residence in Mar-a-Lago was raided. They came in in large numbers, almost as a military coup and raided his home. They went through his wife's closet, her clothes, her wardrobe. They went and broke into his safe. They ravaged his home. This has never happened before in the United States of America. Is it justified? Merrick Garland says that in the United States, nobody is above the law. I agree with that. In fact, John Adams set the context for that, and George Washington actually demonstrated that they that the Founding Fathers were serious about that, that nobody would be above the law in the United States. No king, no potentate, no emperor, no dictator would be above the law in our constitutional republic. I agree with that. Merrick Garland says the same. But does his party have a track record of honoring that principle? Do the Democrats, does Joe Biden... Does Merrick Garland have any credibility when they say that no man in the United States of America is above the law? Do they have a track record of practicing what they preach? That's the topic of today's show. So let's take an early break, and when I get back, we will discuss this, uh, this principle, this ideal that Garrick Marlin has reminded us of. But when somebody holds forth an ideal, you have to consider whether or not they're living up to that ideal or whether or not they're merely paying lip service to that ideal for the sake of political expediency or are they using that ideal to punish their opponents while not holding themselves to the same standard. I'm Dr. Everett Piper and this is The Rebellion. I'll be right back in a couple minutes. So welcome back to The Rebellion. All right. In the United States of America, no man is above the law. So says Merrick Garland in his justification for ordering the raid of former president of the United States, Donald Trump's residence in Florida. I don't need to belabor the description of what's taken place over the last couple days. You have progressives that are defending it and saying, oh, this is not a threat to our constitutional republic, the right wing uh, 
religious wingnuts out there are coming unhinged. The Trumpers, the MAGAs, they're all coming unhinged. Their claims of, <clears throat> excuse me, their claims of tyranny, of banana republic activities, etc., etc., are exaggerated. They're laughable. Okay, so you've heard that side of the story if you've paid attention to anything on the mainstream news. Now, if you've listened to the other side, you'll hear folks like Bongino, Hannity, um, Mark Levin, Fox, Fox and Friends, Brian Kilmeade, etc., suggesting that we've got a big problem here and that if this is the way our government is going to behave, unchallenged, and if we can't do anything about it, we no longer live in a constitutional republic. So you have these two sides of the debate right now. Well, I'm going to just basically respond to Merrick Garland. For the, so for the rest of the show, I'm just going to say, well, really, really, in the United States of America, no man or woman is above the law, right? I agree. Thank you for saying that. So, Mr. Garland, I'd like you to respond to a couple questions. Okay, so here's question number one. What about Lois Lerner, uh, former administrator for the Internal Revenue Service under Barack Obama? I mean, Lois Lerner um, targeted, <laughs> she targeted conservative organizations for basic persecution and refused to grant 501c3 status to conservative organizations that were coming before her during her administration. I mean, if liberal groups discovered that President Trump's IRS was targeting them for heightened security and harassment, the media and the Democrats would have lost their ever-loving mind and decried it as an assault on the First Amendment, declared it to be illegal, and that nobody should be above the law, and that Donald Trump and his IRS director, whoever that may have been, should have been prosecuted for violation of their oath of office. Compromise of the First Amendment of the Constitution. They would have screamed to the high heavens. You would have screamed to the high heavens, Mr. Garland, that the United States was on the brink of autocracy, tyranny, that we were going to become a banana republic if we didn't confront this. I mean, that kind of a scandal, if it had come from the Trump administration, would have dominated the midterms and the legitimacy of the election, wouldn't it? Hmm. But oh no, when the Obama administration targeted its opposition, what happened? What happened, Mr. Garland? Well, it appears that they were above the law because this entire episode was ignored and it quickly faded from public memory without any action, prosecution, or resolution. Lois Lerner actually retired with full pension after invoking the Fifth Amendment rights that she had against self-incrimination before Congress. Was Lois Lerner above the law? It appears so, Mr. Garland. Nothing happened. Zero. Her replacement, her replacement, John Scott Koskinen, uh, he, he was appointed by Barack Obama, and he served his full term spending the better part of his four years stonewalling congressional requests for information. Was that a violation of the law? And on his watch, it is proven that the IRS, his agency that he was overseeing, destroyed evidence subject to a subpoena. 
Was that a violation of law? Was he above the law? Why was he not prosecuted, Mr. Garland? Well, how about Susan Rice? Susan Rice, did she break the law as national security advisor under Obama? I mean, she denied leaking intelligent information about President Trump's associates, but then she turned around and basically said the exact opposite on TV, where she defended her request to unmask identities of U.S. citizens caught up in her surveillance operations. So she didn't leak information, but then she admits on television that she leaked information. She unmasked the identity of United States citizens caught up in her surveillance operations. Isn't that leaking information? And how is that not a violation of the U.S. Signals Intelligence Directive? A law, an actual law that she was obligated to abide by, but didn't. Oh, and let's not just leave it there with Ms. Rice. How about her contempt of Congress when she bald-faced lied about a videotape triggering the Benghazi attacks in 2012? She lied. She, she actually admitted later on that this story was untrue when they found incriminating emails from her admit, that, that proved it. Why wasn't she prosecuted? for perjury and contempt of Congress. And how about when she said that Sergeant Bergdahl, who faced charges for desertion and consorting with the enemy, was a soldier that served with honor and distinction? Well, maybe that's not criminal, but it certainly is something that should have been pursued. And how about her abysmal track record of telling the truth or not. Is this not repeated perjury? And is that not illegal? Is she above the law? Nothing's happened to her. Nothing. Zero. How about Hillary Clinton? I mean, the Inspector General report of the FBI's investigation of Hillary Clinton I mean, it contained plenty of information, Mr. Garland. It include, included <laughs> promises from FBI agents to stop, we will stop Donald Trump from becoming the president. Does that sound like that's behavior within the law to use the FBI to stop Donald Trump from becoming president and Hillary Clinton being complicit in it? How about how, how about her private server to handle her emails during her four years as Secretary of State? You know, the, you know, the server that was kept in her mansion in Chappaqua, New York, the one that was insecure and exposed her emails and classified information to foreign agents around the world. How about that one? Was that a violation of the law? How about Clinton? effectively exempting herself from the Freedom of Information Act by ignoring 17 FOIA requests and then turning around and saying it would take 75 years to disclose the emails on her laptop. <laughs> That's not illegal? Uh, what happened to Hillary Clinton? Is she in prison? Has she been prosecuted? Has she been tried? 
Clinton's private email server was not publicly disclosed until she received congressional subpoenas to do so. And a few months later, the FBI did open a criminal investigation of the potential unauthorized storage of classified information in that unauthorized system. But what happened? Nothing. The IG's own report, the investigator general's own report, says that the FBI treated Clinton and her associates, her team, her advisors, her staff, like royalty. It says that. They used bleach bit software and hammers to destroy email evidence under a congressional subpoena. And the FBI treated it as a harmless error, quote unquote. <laughs> is Hillary Clinton above the law? Nothing has happened. Zero, Mr. Garland. How about her husband, Bill Clinton? You know, the one that said, I never had sex with that woman. The one that was guilty of perjury. And our legal system, as well as the mainstream media, shrugged it off as irrelevant that it had nothing to do with the law, and that the president could lie, lie about anything apparently, perjure himself in front of Congress as long as he's referring to his personal life and not his public life. Is Mr. Clinton above the law? How about Hunter Biden? Drug use and prostitution, money laundering? And how about the big guy? that he refers to, and the big guy's cooperation and complicity in all of the above. Is Hunter Biden and the big guy, are they above the law? How about Gavin Newsom? Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, his violation of his own edicts, his own laws, quote-unquote, when he goes to the French Laundry, a high-end restaurant, violating his own COVID restrictions and laws because he is too important, I guess, to wear a mask. He can enjoy the freedom of living a normal life without anything on his face, spending thousands of dollars at an expensive restaurant while his subjects should be confined to their houses and should be told to wear pieces of cloth on their face. Subject to prosecution if they violate that, obviously. And churches, churches have to shut down. They can't have they can't have services. They can't meet together. But Gavin Newsom, well, he's above the law. He can, he can go to the French Laundry and enjoy fellowship with his friends. And l- let's not forget how Gavin, Gavin Newsom made a name for himself some years ago. You know, back when marriage was between a man and a woman, and even the people of California voted accordingly in Proposition, Proposition 8, Gavin Newsom, then the mayor of San Francisco, was officiating gay marriages when they were illegal in his own state and illegal in the entire nation. Was Gavin Newsom above the law? Apparently he thought so, and nobody ever did anything about it. How about Nancy Pelosi's husband right now? You know, DUI? driving under the influence, and apparently implying a bribe? 
Will he get anything but a slap on the wrist? We all know the answer to that. And, and here, here's, how about the Soros attorney generals and state's attorneys and district attorneys across the nation? The ones that have been funded and they won election because all of the, all of the money that George Soros and his organizations are giving them. They're openly admitting that they don't intend to enforce the law. The proof is Andrew Warren of Florida, the state's attorney in Florida, who openly said that he would not enforce any prohibitions on sex change operations for minors or laws relating to protecting the right to life. You know, laws that include restrictions on late-term abortions, partial birth abortion, an abortion after three and a half months in Florida. These are laws that the legislature of Florida, ha, ha, the legislature has implemented this. But Andrew Warren is essentially saying it doesn't matter what the legislature does, that he's going to ignore the law and, in fact, veto it. Ron DeSantis is absolutely right when he says this pathogen, this pathogen, that has been around the country of ignoring the law. We are not going to let that get a foothold here in the state of Florida. We're going to make sure that our laws are enforced and that no individual puts himself above the law. Close quote, Ron DeSantis. Now, folks, I want to ask you, who do you believe more right now? Ron DeSantis when he says that? Or Merrick Garland, the United States Attorney General? Again, I want to remind you that we have attorney generals. We have states, states attorneys. We have district attorneys across the nation who are saying stuff like what Andrew Warren has said in Florida, that he will not enforce the law. He put it in writing. Thank the Lord that Ron DeSantis has taken the constitutional action of removing this man removing this man from his office because he's basically said, I will not do what I just pledged to do. Well, there's more. I've got more questions. How about Planned Parenthood? We've got them on video selling human body parts for profit. Are they going to be held to account? Are they going to be prosecuted for violating the law and trafficking in human body parts? And how about when Planned Parenthood has its hands dirty in the death of one of its clients because of a botched abortion? Are, are they being prosecuted for malpractice, for unsanitary conditions? Why is it that Planned Parenthood is so hell-bent on having the right to provide their own abortions without doing so under the auspices of a local hospital? Why do they want the autonomy? Do you think maybe it's because they don't want the legal liability of malpractice that the hospital would have for doing the exact same thing? Is Planned Parenthood above the law? How about all these sanctuary cities across the nation? You know, sanctuary cities for illegal immigrants. By definition, they're breaking the law. The immigrants are illegal. They broke the law, and the mayors of these sanctuary cities are doing likewise by harboring criminals. It's a violation of immigration law. 
Are these mayors above the law? Why aren't they being prosecuted? How about all the Johns in Epstein's black book? You know it's there. We've been told it's there. Do we know who these guys are? No. They're having sex with minors. This is statutory rape. This is child trafficking. This is misogyny. This is the degradation of women. Are these guys being held to account? Are they being prosecuted? Are they above the law? Not only are they above the law, they're above any public scrutiny. We can't even find out what their names are. BLM, Black Lives Matter, in all of the riots and looting. Riots and looting. Looting is illegal. Destruction of private property is illegal. Stealing stuff from a store is illegal. Breaking windows, burning cars in a car dealership is illegal. Closing down streets and highways is illegal. Saying that if you don't give us what we want, we will burn it down. Burn your country down. Burn your system down. Is this not the definition of insurrection? Why are we not investigating this? And why are we throwing so much inordinate time and money at the January 6th, quote-unquote, riots? Now, I'm not defending some of the people that went into the Capitol. Frankly, I think that was stupid. But is that the definition of an insurrection? When you got this other stuff taking place in the streets on a daily basis that is violent, that is destructive, where they actually are saying, we will burn it down, and you do nothing? You do nothing. You actually justify it. You applaud it rather than prosecute it. What about the critical race theory proponents. Aren't their actions illegal when they hire and fire on the basis of color and race? Isn't that a violation of anti-discrimination laws? Why aren't they being prosecuted for advocating and actually practicing hiring and firing on the basis of the color of someone's skin? And actually forcing people after they've been hired to go through indoctrination of the same philosophy, a philosophy that I thought was illegal by virtue of our anti-discrimination laws. How about tent cities in Los Angeles and Washington, D.C. and Portland? Don't these cities have anti-vagrancy laws? And aren't these tent cities a violation of those anti-vagrancy laws? Why aren't those laws being enforced? How about the laws protecting private property in these cities. Why do people have to live with, with illegal immigrants and vagrants on their front lawns? Why do they have to lock their doors at night for fear that these people violating their private property and encroaching on their privacy will not be confronted by the law? How about teachers? And schools across the nation that have books in their curriculum and in their libraries, books like Queer, excuse me, Gender Queer and Flamer, books that have pictures in them that are clearly within the definition of child pornography. 
Why aren't these schools and the teachers that are pushing these books being prosecuted? They're in violation of the law. How about doctors who are violating their Hippocratic Oath to do no harm? Who are removing functioning healthy body parts from minors without parental consent? Is that not a violation of the law? I mean, I'm sure that you all listening to me right now could come up with a dozen other scenarios that I've just overlooked, that I've forgotten. But everything from Lois Lerner to Hillary Clinton to Bill Clinton, these teachers that are peddling child porn to your kids, these mayors of sanctuary cities, uh, the BLM riots, the looting, the rioting, the insurrection, Planned Parenthood, George Soros's cronies that openly refuse to enforce the law. Pelosi's husband, Gavin Newsom, Hunter Biden, Bill Clinton, the big guy. All of this stuff proves that Garrick Marlin's words are meaningless. You know, where did we get this language that we are a nation of laws and not men? Well, it comes from Aristotle. He said that it is more proper that law should govern than any one of the citizens. That's Aristotle. And it's from Aristotle that John Adams described his objective for our new government, for our republic, when he said this, to the end it may be a government of laws and not of men. That's John Adams. And George Washington was the first person that actually honored that principle. He understood that the rule of law needed to be respected and demonstrated. And that's why he stepped away, stepped away and forfeited the opportunity that was clearly before him to become a king and a tyrant, a despot. In fact, you know that King George said, if George Washington steps away after his victory, after his military victory, if he steps away from the power, he will be the greatest man that ever lived. And that's exactly what George Washington did. We are a nation of laws and not of men. But Garrick Marlin's shallow use of that description when he does nothing in his party is guilty of sin. His colleagues are not held accountable. When people like Garrick Marlin use these words, they do not ring true for obvious reasons. I wish he meant it, but he clearly doesn't. Because if he did, he would take very seriously some of the things that are before him right now. Some of the things that I've rattled off throughout the course of the last 30 minutes. If he did, then he would prove that indeed he does believe that laws are more important than his loyalty to the corruption of his own party. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion.